Good evening, Bengals fans. This is the Back Row Bengals Sports Podcast. I am your host, Josh Miller. You can check out all my blogs on www.thecollegeessentialblog.com. You can check me out at the Degenerate L1 on Twitter for all your gambling and other sports news around the world. And why don't you go ahead and check out while you're at it the Back Row Fantasy Show that is the flagship ship station for Back Row Sports. Today we are going to be talking about the Thursday night matchup between your Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns. The Bengals fall 30-35. to 35. Joe Burrow goes 37 for 61, 316 yards and three touchdowns. Baker Mayfield following it up with 16, 16 completions out of 23 attempts. 219 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Uh, let's go ahead and get into it. And this is just honestly, I I, I kind of have a script, but I don't really. I really just want to go off of my gut reaction. Is usually with rivalry games and AFC North games. That's where I get my best um, analysis. Uh, it, it, from what I saw, the Bengals' offense played much better than Week One. Uh, they seemed like they were starting to get into a really good groove. Uh, their some of their drives are really good, especially that first one. Uh, ended up in a field goal, couldn't punch it in there, but we got a field goal on, um, or we got a touchdown on the next within the next couple of drives. Uh, Joe Burrow looked very good, and he passed 61 times, no interceptions, he had three touchdowns, absolutely incredible. On 31 dropbacks, he got sacked three times. Which, again, it doesn't seem like a lot, but with a quarterback like this, we have got to do our best to keep his jersey nice and clean. Um, oh, yeah, Joe Mixon had a, had a rough day on the ground. He 16 carries for only 46 yards. He had a long of 9 yards. That's just not the production we need. We need a lot more production out of Joe Mixon, especially after paying him the money that we did. It's just he, we need, we need, we're going to need him if we want to win some ball games, And um, it, it wasn't going to get done against – uh, Cleveland because we're, we were going to need to even out our passing attack with a running game, and we just could not get the running game going. Thank God Joe Burrow just put us on his shoulders and, and drove us down the field a lot of times and, and made some absolutely beautiful passes. A beautiful pass to C.J. Uzama for a touchdown. Um, and then C.J. Uzama later awfully suffers a, uh, a season-ending injury, which is you know detrimental to the Bengals, uh, but we will get to that uh, later. Uh, let's go to some receiving stats. Tyler Boyd, seven receptions, 72 yards, and one touchdown. Drew Sample following it up was also seven receptions, but he only had 45 yards, and his longest was a 10, with a, one of them being an absolutely beautiful, absolutely beautiful one-handed grab. Uh, C.J. Uzama, four receptions, 42 yards, one touchdown, and obviously, like I said, season-ending injury, absolutely terrible. Definitely not something you want to see. Uh, T. Higgins was getting into the action. He finally, you know, gets a couple catches and it makes a really, uh, a, some really nice plays out there. Three receptions, 35 yards. His longest was 18. He had six targets. Very good. Mike Thomas again, uh, coming up with four receptions, 31 yards, and one touchdown. That'll create the Bengals three touchdowns and Randy Bullock with a couple of good field goals. Could have used them a couple weeks ago, but that's a shame. At any rate, um, the biggest problem that the Bengals had was clearly on defense. It, it was it was really, um, it, it, they just it just seemed like they could not stop the running game. Now they did make adjustments in the second half, and they looked a lot better in the second half. But it seemed like the running game was just giving them so many fits. I mean, you saw on Baker May on the Browns' first drive, uh, Baker Mayfield was was rolling out of the pocket. Nick Chubb was just getting as many yards as he wanted to. 
and it seemed like our defense just couldn't quite get to the keys of the game that we needed to, which one of them was keeping Baker in the pocket, making him beat us, making him throw. Um, I, I was sh- sh- kind of surprised they didn't bring as much pressure as uh, as they did. I, I thought they were going to bring more, and, and I thought they should have brought more. But the problem was is that Baker Mayfield was finally getting to his groove, and the best – he is – the most deadly when he is outside of the pocket, when he's rolling out, he's uh, throwing around, and he's on the roof. And we saw that. He had a great toss to Odell Beckham Jr. after WJ3 got burnt on coverage because, because we let, I mean, we left him on an island. And, you know, when you give Baker that much time, you give him that much freedom out in the space, he's going to make a play. So, and I'm surprised that, that the defense didn't anchor down more on, on protect and making sure that Baker stays in the pocket because I feel like when – he is in the pocket, and again, he's re- he's not a tall quarterback. It, it, it's a lot harder for him to see over the line and, and complete passes. So when the the defensive ends were not getting out far enough, they, they weren't keeping him in the pocket, especially in the first half. And Baker went four for four. Now, to be fair, let's also put on top of this, this is probably one of Baker's best games in a long time. He did he did play very well, and you got to tip the cap to him. But the defense could have really helped out our corners and really could have helped out our safeties, linebackers. It's all secondary if all they got to do is just keep him in the pocket. Now, like I said, they did a lot better job of that in the second half. But the problem with that is that now that Nick Chubb got going, he had 22 carries, 124 yards, and two touchdowns. And they could, they could, it almost seemed like anything on the run. It just seemed like they could do whatever they wanted to. Now, the defense did come up with some bright spots. They, they had one. Uh, goal line stand. They had to make, they had to make a stop, and they did. They had a chance at another one. Couldn't get it done. Uh, but they, they, it's just – we're starting to see bright spots on this defense, but the fact of the matter is we're we're still a step behind everybody else. Now, again, like I, like I was saying before, it, it, you know, sometimes they're just going to – like guys are just going to make plays. Baker's going to make plays, and, you know, he just did. Baker made some plays. This Browns team really isn't that bad. If you look at the roster, they are very, very, very talented. Some people are picking them to make the playoffs. Obviously, last year they were a dark horse Super Bowl team, which we all know that was complete nonsense. Um, but this is a this is a very good team, and it seemed like the Bengals, you know, played well. But it does seem like our defense are, is still a step behind the upper echelon of the league, or the, uh, the upper echelon, like of teams that are making their push now. I, I, I just don't think – I think both you and I can agree uh, that the Bengals aren't exactly making a gigantic push for a Super Bowl this year. Obviously, because probably just because their chances aren't that good this year. But next year, year after that, the chances are going to be far, far better. Uh, another thing about the de- – I want to stay on the defense because they they really did not look well. The leading tackler for the Bengals was Jesse Bates. He had 10 tackles, three solos. That's not good. That's not good. That that then that means basically that your running game, that the running game for the Browns was just dominating. I mean, let's be honest. Chubb was just, Chubb and Kareem Hunt were both just getting through the that first line of defense and, and getting through into the secondary. And then Jesse Bates has got to make a play. Now, great on Jesse Bates for making those plays. He did look really good, and and, and that's good. And he and he got the one interception, which you gotta love. But he he should not be our leading – our safety should not be our leading tackler. He just shouldn't. I mean, he, the running backs should be getting stopped at the line way earlier than that. And, I, I, again, like I said, hats off to him. The tackling that we saw in the first game, it, it, it looked a lot worse. 
it looked a lot worse, but it's it's just not it, it's just we're gonna have to. I mean, they're just gonna go have to go back to the drawing board, honestly, about the the tackling and re reiterate how important it is. Now we are seeing that across the league, and I would give Lou Anarumo a little bit more leeway, but the problem with that is that the Bengals tackling was a problem last year as well. And if this is a continuing issue, and we can't tackle, we can't win ball games. It's gonna have to start. You know. Might need to start thinking about changing uh, coaches at the defensive side. Now, I personally, I think in order for this Bengals team to to finally take that final step in order to you know start becoming a uh, you know AFC cha- AFC North championship uh, um, contender and AFC championship contender, Super Bowl contender, uh, they they're going to probably have to make a coaching change at defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator for the better, and and, and honestly. It's going to be between Luana Rumo and Brian Callahan. Now, I know that Brian Callahan is a lot hand, more hands-off because Zach Taylor takes um, a lot of the offensive reins. But, you know, Lou Amarumo is, is – just the way his team is tackling it is not looking good. Now, I do have to say his second-half adjustments are far better than what we what we were used to. But his tackling has got to get better. These linebackers got to get better. And I understand that they're young, but this is the NFL, man. You've got to grow up fast. You have got to grow up fast. William Jackson third, I thought, had an okay game. He definitely had uh, some times where he just got absolutely torched. And, you know, and honestly, and to finish up with the uh, defensive side of the ball, because I do want to get to the offensive side of the ball, and I'm sorry, this is going to be kind of a quicker episode because I just have some stuff going on. Um, uh, just, just some personal stuff, and then, uh, anyway, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so, so... I also want to get reiterate the fact that you know a lot of this running game it, it, it's getting passed to it's getting passed into the secondary uh, for the Browns. The Browns are getting passed into the secondary, and a lot of that may have to do with Geno Atkins being out. Now I understand Christian Covington did have a very good game. He he was in the middle, but I mean it's just not like what Geno Atkins is out there when he is out there. He's making huge plays. He's stopping up the middle. He, I mean he's a, he's a Pro Bowler. And and when he's out there, it's just it's the defense is just better. It's almost like AJ Green with the offense. It's just they're just better when he's out there. So I think when you when Geno finally comes back, and if he's going to be healthy for this this Eagles game, you're going to see this defense play a lot better. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, that was my take on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but so let's go ahead and jump to the offensive side of the ball. Let's go ahead and start with the bad. I mean, my God, how bad is Bobby Hart? Oh my God! And you know me, I'm I'm Mr. Positive over here when it comes to the Bengals. But I'm sorry when when I see that play where the Browns ran a simple stunt, a simple stunt, which we ran in in high school when I played high school, Dublin Jerome High School, go Celts. Uh, we ran that same stunt, and yes, I was on D lineman. I know, I, and um. And, and it's almost like, man, oh my God, Bobby Hart and Fred Johnson, they just let it go. Oh my God. They, it went free shot right at the quarterback. Burrow, absolutely crushed. Ball comes out. This is the future of our franchise. This is the next 10 to 12, maybe even 15 years of the of Cincinnati's franchise sitting with Joe Burrow, and you're letting Bobby Hart 
play like that and keep him out there, there has got to be a solution. There's got to be. Bengals announced that they bring up Alex Redmond from the practice squad, but when he's out there, how many penalties does he have? How undisciplined is he? I don't get it with some of these guys. I don't get it with, with, with the decision to sign Bobby Hart to, to three years a year ago. I don't get that either. Trust me. I'm still wondering about that contract. A terrible contract. Honestly, it was one of the contracts that made me lose a lot of faith in Duke Tobin. Now, to be fair, he got it back with the strap, but I digress. I, I just I don't understand how you just let this continually happen. There has got to be changes on the offensive line. There's got to be something because I watched the Steelers. I watched the Steelers. Their defense. Oh my God. They will try to take Joe Burrow's head off. And if we can't protect him, I don't even want to put him out there. I don't. Until we could get him some better help, I don't want to put him out there. I will say Jonah Williams had a pretty good game against uh, against Miles Garrett. That one, uh, I'm, I'm sure you guys have seen it on Twitter. I've retweeted it a couple times. Uh, but that, that one video where... Joe Burrow was back in the pocket, and the Browns brought in a safety blitz. And Jonah Williams noticed that, and this 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 corner was was gonna take. He was gonna he was gonna kill Joe. Jonah Williams broke off of his block and ended up and in, in getting just a, just enough a diving block, just enough for Joe Burrow to, uh, you know, remain clean. He broke that tackle and and he got a good gain on it. And, and thank God he did because that was a con- that was concussion city coming coming for you know our future of the franchise. Man, I, I don't understand. And I had faith. I have faith in Jim Turner because I I just saw, you know, a big turnaround after last year, uh, or, or um, you know, after they came back from London, they, they did look a lot better. They did give did give Andy Dalton uh, a lot more time in the week one of the Chargers game. After the first half, Joe Burrow didn't get sacked. He had a much cleaner pocket. But I gotta say, man. When I watch some of these videos, and I'm watching some of what this O-line is doing on pass protection, man, I am, I'm just, I'm worried. I'm really worried. I do have to say, though, uh, one of the things that the Bengals have gotten a lot better at uh, these past two games, you know, compared to, you know, the last, honestly, decade, their penalties have been majorly cleaned up, especially on the offensive side. Uh, It's very refreshing to see. Um... It, to see that the Bengals, they just aren't getting penalized as much. Um, they're they're more disciplined. Uh, we can do a lot more with that. And there's not as much false start. You I mean, you see it. Joe Burrow's going up hard count, hard count, hard count. And, and we're not jumping. It, it, it's 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 good. That, that's another thing we have in our offense. It, it, it's That's something that, that is very, you know, it, it, that's that's a huge advantage. To have a very disciplined offense is a huge advantage. I mean, I mean, that's as much as I could say about the offensive line. So we'll move on to the receiving core. Um, I mean, we'll just start with the bridge. We'll start with C.J. Uzama, who had a great game until he suffered a bad injury. Uh, it looks like he's going to be done for the year. And that that is a huge blow to the Bengals' offense. He is a huge part. He had one of our t- – he had the first passing – Joe Burrow's first passing touchdown. And, um, and, and, you know, it's, it's really sad because you really feel for the guy. He's really not a big-name guy. Not a whole lot of people outside of Cincinnati really know who he is. But, man, he man does he get the job done. He really does. He blocks very well. 
Uh, you very rarely hear his name called for something bad. He's he's a great safety valve. He played great in week one. Also played really good, like I said, in week two. Um, he's a fantasy sleeper. He's really a good linebacker, and he's going to be missed. That being said, here comes Drew Sample. Now, we talked about this before the start of the year. We said that Drew Sample, this is kind of his year to prove that this whole sample pick, you know, shtick that he's had over the past two years is finally, you know, he has a chance to prove himself. And you know what? He had that, oh my God, that beautiful snag uh, one-handed and, and really needed. And I believe he got the first down on it. Uh, one thing that I am seeing out of Drew Sample that, that's not good, that I was worried about, that I still am, is his speed. He's really not a fast guy. And, and, and you see now he has beefed up a lot. He, he looks a lot bigger. And I would love to see him in the passing game more, and maybe he can turn into almost like a Gronkowski that he can just go up and just go snag any ball and just be, you know, a, a big red zone threat. Uh, but yeah, his speed, his speed is definitely, he's definitely not as fast as CJ Uzama, but he's a lot bigger. And in those 50-50 balls, he'll be able to rip away a couple more. Uh, we got to get him some more targets. He had nine targets, seven catches. Um, we just got to get him more involved in the passing game, and let's just see what happens. Uh, an, another name that we've been talking about going into the, getting into the passing game more is Joe Mixon. He had four catches for 40 yards and, and 40 yards, excuse me. And uh, he he had some he had some really nice catches. He had one uh, third down conversion that was really good. Uh, man, the more you involve him in in all of your offense, there's just that's just another weapon that we can have, and that's another weapon that the defense needs to watch out for, especially when our running game isn't doing very well. We can get him going with the um, with the pass attack. Uh, T. Higgins finally gets his first catch. He actually gets three of them off six targets, 35 yards. And he, he he's, he's playing very well. I want to see him get open more. I need to see some more separation from him. We had the same conversation. I, I, and I saw this um, when, when people talked about A.J. Green during the Chargers game. Uh, on It was a deep ball. This is back in week one. There was a deep ball. Uh, Joe Burrow throw through on on third and two, and AJ Green made the catch, but he was out of bounds. And you know the the when you first see him, like oh Joe threw it out of bounds, but really when you think about it, uh, AJ Green didn't create enough separation for Joe Burrow to actually float it inbounds. I I want to see some more separation from T Higgins, and I we still need to see some more separation from AJ Green. I. I AJ Green had three catches, twenty nine yards. When you are the number one receiver, you have got to have. So much more than that. He also had 13 targets. He had 13, and he had a lot of balls where he needed to catch, and he didn't. He, he had a lot of them. I, 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 man, he's just—he's not acting like he's the the number one receiver. He needs to be. Mike Thomas again with make making a uh, making a run at a you know staying in the starting role at at the receiving court. Man, playing really good. Four receptions, 31 yards, one touchdown, 14. His longest was 14. He had four targets as well. So he went four for four. Uh, man, I love a four for four from Wendy's. Anyway, um, it, it's just it, they've been – I mean, he's playing really well. He's actually really turning into a, a key part in this offense. He, he's a really good safety valve. He, he can fight for the ball. Uh, he's a really good athlete. He can, he's got speed on him. He's got some strength on him. Uh, just all around a great receiver, and, and he, he really is. He's, he's getting better, and I'm excited to see him blossom a little bit more. And, and the lowest on the depth chart, 
in receiving stats, John Ross, zero receptions, zero yards, two targets. We talked about it last time. I, I mean, the excuses are over with him. They're over. I'm done with injury. I, I'm done with this, done with that. He's not good enough. He's not good enough. And honestly, and people are, you know, are ragging on Auden Tate for trying to ask for a trade. I am not. But you know why? Because he... He's not he's not getting a chance over a guy who's got who had zero catches, zero yards, and two targets. It's not like Joe Burrow's not throwing him the ball. It's it, he's not getting open. He's not getting open. Auden Tate's at least gonna get open. He's gonna at least be a playmaker. We gotta get him out there. When they healthy scratched him, I was really surprised. We gotta stop holding on to John Ross. He, he's just he's killing the team. He's killing the team. We could have really used him last night. To take a lot of pressure off everybody else. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to do with them anymore. They got to figure it out. They've got to figure it out. At the end of the day, this this offense looked really good. Um, and, and you know, there's a lot to build on. There, there's got to be change. There's going to be changes for the better. Uh, I, I, Joe Burrow again it is the least of everybody's worries right now. Which is shocking. He's been the best player on our offense. He was the best player on our offense. 37, 37 completions, 61 attempts. That is the most completions by a rookie quarterback. I believe it's the most yards by a rookie quarterback. Three touchdowns, a QBR of, of 76.8. You know, not great, but again, a lot of it. A lot of his incompletions were drop balls. And 50-50 balls that the receivers have got to have. I'm sorry, they are. They absolutely are. All right. Um, I, I told you it was a short show today. I, I, I got to take off. Uh, we will have a new episode previewing the matchup with the Eagles on Thursday night. Excited for that. Uh, I, I believe I'm going to try to collab with the Back Row Eagles podcast for that and hopefully get an interview for that. So if that happens, that'd be great. I'll let you know. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hootay, let's go get a win next week. We got the Eagles, and I'm telling you, I think we can get it done. All right, I will see you guys later. Hootay, have a good one. Bye.